This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. The positive outweigh the negative, without overstating either. I think you, you know you can't you can't fumble in the fourth quarter, and Justin yeah. Fields has to protect the football. We all know that. But I think what happened then, in terms of the resilience he showed, is not insignificant. The leadership quality is is a thing, and so when you take your team and you complete the thirty six yard pass to DJ Moore, whether or not the Vikings were you know silly for dropping into coverage and stopping the blitzing and all the things, I, I think that he still. If we're going to say at the beginning of the season and throughout the year that Justin Fields still has yet to do what he did on Monday night in Minnesota, and then when he does it, then we're saying, well, we're not that impressed. I, I think we, I, I'm trying to stay consistent with that. So I do think that is a case where he, lo- he allowed us to keep the conversation going. There are no conclusions to be drawn. And frankly, frankly, had he not done that, and the two fumbles were the were the biggest takeaways, and they lost the game because they turned the ball over twice because of the quarterback. I think this would be a much different conversation. Yeah, so it, it, there's so much nuance to this, and I think it's important to kind of dive into that gray area for a little while. I obviously wrote all about the the completion to DJ Moore uh, late last night, late uh, Monday night for ChicagoTribune.com, and just just talking about the the what the Bears hope that means in terms of a quarterback staying resilient enough to overcome. Uh, two self-inflicted wounds to lead his team on a game-winning drive when they absolutely had to have it on the road and then to hit that pass to DJ Moore. And and you, you're in the moment there and you feel the energy that that brought to the locker room, the juice that was inside that locker room with not only Justin feeling fulfilled with being able to bounce back, but his teammates feeling good for him. And that's a testament to what he means to those guys in the locker room. And I, I, I can't stress this enough that – from a character standpoint and a football character standpoint, Justin Fields is A++. You know what I mean? Like the guy in terms of leadership qualities and the ability to um, keep the belief of everyone around him, even when it may not even be fully justified, it's significant. It's got to be part of his evaluation because it does show up in those moments late. And you don't see a defense kind of rolling their eyes at me and like, my God, how long do we got to carry you? You know, until you, until you finally make this play. And so there, there is that. But then, like I say, I filed my column and I was, I was, you know, riding back to the hotel and thinking a lot about stuff and, and thinking, okay, so what really happened in the late stages of that game? And what happens if the Bears defense didn't do its job after the second fumble? What if the Vikings had done their job and taken that key turnover, which they got in plus territory, and turned it into any kind of points? Even a field goal drive now makes it 
a, a, a game situation where the Bears need a touchdown to beat you. And the Vikings' inability to get anything more than a three and punt, and then, by the way, a bad punt, where it was shanked out of bounds at the 22-yard line, optimized the Bears to go on that, that game-winning drive. The play before Justin Fields hits DJ Moore for the 36-yard biggest play of the game, both in gain and significance, Justin could have been called for intentional grounding. Yep. He's frantically rushed in the pocket and trying to get rid of it and throws a ball that, that doesn't get back to the line of scrimmage. And it's a play that Kevin O'Connell argued the Vikings have been called for unintentional grounding earlier in the game. So if the refs pull that flag out on what could have been a very legitimate penalty, now all of a sudden it's loss of down and you're facing third and 28. And the game's probably over. And the entire narrative of this conversation is over. So it makes you ask the question, what is that one completion to DJ Moore worth? And then I go one step further with that, and I go, well, how hard was that completion? The Vikings kind of blew a coverage, and they left the Bears' top receiver wide open in the mid of, middle of the field in the zone coverage, and the quarterback with minimal pressure because his seven-man protection was able to stonewall a four-man rush, ripped a fastball on target, <laughs> numbers high into DJ Moore's hands, 23 yards downfield. And he, he gets 13 more after the catch to, to push them further into field goal range. And this is what I kept coming back to. And you'll remember the game in Denver week two of 2019, when after a really sloppy low scoring affair, Mitch Trubisky hit one pass to Allen Robinson to set up a, a deep Eddie Pinero field goal that, that won the bears a game. And in the moment it was so powerful to feel the emotions. Everybody was loving Eddie money and, Pinero De Niro and Mitch stepped up when he needed to, despite struggling for week one and most of week two. And it was all this stuff. And then seven, eight weeks down the road, it didn't mean a damn thing. Right. And so I'm careful to, you know, not think that, okay, this is like a breakthrough. It's like, okay, good. Like I'm, I'm pleased for Justin, the offense that they got it done in the game on the line situation. Now let's see it again. And then let's see it again after that. And let's see it again after that, because Trend-wise, it, it was uh, traditionally a, a situation where the Bears had been failing in those game-on-the-line situations, including Monday night, when they failed in a game-on-the-line situation. Yeah, until I think they that's fair. I, I understand that. And, and that's, you know, the, the benefit of, of, of a little bit more time and distance yeah. from, from the what happened. I think what you said is also... Hey, everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Could have the same conversation about a lot of failed fourth quarter drives. Sure, and you know football is the result game. is the result at the end. There's, right? there's always extenuating circumstances. There are always fascinating hypotheticals. I mean, football, uh, football is is a game full of randomness, just like every sport. Right. And, and I think what we do, what we typically are trained to do, because this is the way the teams react, is that you judge outcomes and you judge results and you're rewarded and, and you pay the consequences for those results. And just as we have made our judgments on Justin Fields based on his inability to make that simple throw as easy as it might've been a pitch and catch in the past, when he wasn't doing that for whatever reason, we held it against him. And we kept on saying that he, what he needs to do 
is what he did Monday night. And there are a lot of things that contributed to why he was able to do it. And maybe it, it diminishes the level of the challenge or how difficult it really was, but he still did it. So I don't think that I want to get into the point, at least just speaking for me, you know, making these assumptions based on something that didn't happen. I'm going to try to be judging him and judging the bears on, on what did no question results oriented opinions. Um, and based on those results, I gotta be fair. It, it, it doesn't tell me, Oh boy, you know, he's man. It tells me, well, okay, five games left. If this is his closing argument, we're still deliberating if I'm on, on a football jury. It goes in the plus category without yeah. question. But the other things that did happen were those fumbles, you know, and the, the first one, which he, he acknowledges, you know, four snaps earlier, Roshan Johnson gets the ball punched out as the Bears are trying to go down for a, a field goal drive that would have put them up by two scores. And Justin says to him in the huddle immediately afterward, look, man, like ball security is the biggest thing here. And then four steps later, he puts it on the ground, you know, in a situation where, where he gets rushed and uh, gets it slapped out and you lose a fumble in a situation where I think everyone in the world knew at that point that the Vikings were going to go score a touchdown, right? Like it was just the, the sentiment like, okay, you know, you just left the door open. There they go. Uh, the second one was just even more like I, I could feel in the press box at U.S. Bank Stadium, the collective stomach of Chicago drop. You know what I mean? When, when that hit was made and that ball squirted out, I could feel an entire city's stomach drop in that moment going, oh my God, this guy got out on the run on a really nice scramble got hit and lost a football on a, on a potential game-winning drive, and here we go. Now, look, again, like he gets the extra chance. But those moments all sandwiched together in a fourth quarter leaves you scratching your head because there's been so many turnovers in the fourth quarter. You add two more to them to, to the total uh, last night. And, and like I just don't think I woke up on Tuesday morning feeling like the Justin Fields' decision for the people that matter most at Hallis Hall – was made any clearer by anything that happened on, on Monday night. I don't disagree with that. I think though, this is, this is what, this is what we've been saying though, pretty consistently all along. I mean, every week does not have to be a referendum on Justin Fields franchise quarterback. And, yeah. and I think that it would be a mistake to exaggerate how important that completion was in terms of making any long-term projection for fields, just as I think it would be, premature to say think that you know by the same token the second fumble if you're like okay we're done i think that it's an ongoing evaluation and what happened on uh monday night against the vikings i think that both sides you know both sides of the justin fields argument he can be the guy he'll never be the guy they got ammunition yeah they, they, they can be the guys like hey look you know 36 yards dj moore hey look he's resilient Football character matters. Leadership is big in a quarterback. Okay. Then the guy's like, well, no, that's never going to work because oh, those fumbles, those fourth quarter fumbles. And did you see he overthrew Darnell Mooney and almost got him killed? You know? <laughs> so, I mean, it, it's just it's just an ongoing evaluation where you'd love to have conclusions. But if you're Ryan Poles, you're sitting there and like, yeah, your your stomach drops when he fumbles and then your, your blood pressure – uh, rises when he succeeds and makes that connection because like, Oh, he could be the guy. It was, it was the, the essence of sports and it was great actually theater and drama, but what does it mean moving forward? Wait and see. We can't really conclude yet because it's an ongoing process. It's my understanding that Joe Buck didn't feel like it was great theater <laughs> <laughs> yeah. based, based on some of the reports I had heard.